When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Action Fanatics, welcome to another edition of the Bulletproof Podcast. Chris the Brain with you. Joining me, as always, my colleague, Chad Cruz. But Chad, we've got somebody making a huge comeback on this episode. Oh, yeah. The comeback of all comebacks. Uh, You said colleague. You meant to say colleague and best friend, uh, but I will accept colleague only. But as you said... The comeback of all comebacks. Uh, it's not Easter weekend, but this one's pretty big too. We've got the one, the only RTG, the real Todd Gaines. What's up, guys? Wow. <laughs> we have finally managed to work all our schedules in that we can have RTG back on the show. And what a show to have you back for. This is episode 65. That means that the Bulletproof Podcast is now old enough to retire. But speaking of retirement... The big news dropped a few weeks back. Bruce Willis has retired. And RTG, you have been in the dreck, the muck, and the mire of what Bruce Willis' career has unfortunately was over the past year or two. Of course, now we know there is a legitimate reason why these things were happening. But obviously, uh, you know, you've you've suffered through a lot of Bruce Willis's less than favorable movies. Yeah, so what did I say a few years ago? It's like, Hey, I want to review Bruce Willis movies for other people review them or, you know, like before the public. Right. Well, <laughs> sometimes you, you, um, what's, what, what's that saying? Be, be uh, careful what you, what, what you wish, wish for. for. Bite yeah, off so, more than you can chew. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely bit off more than I could chew. And what's even more insane is after I reviewed Bruce's last movie, which I don't even fucking remember which one it was <laughs> um, right after I did it. I received a message from someone in the industry uh, letting me know that uh, Bruce Willis was like um, very sick and his last movie will be made with like Jesse B. Johnson, whatever that movie he's making with Jesse B. Johnson. And I was like, uh, okay. Like I've been calling this guy doing the pillow meter for, you know, how long and like, okay. So after I did that, so it was after I published the last review. Right. So these fuckers that are commenting, fuck you. That's all I got to say about that. (laughs) All right. All right. Well, so I I decided to just, um, okay, I'm not going to make fun of them anymore. And let's just check out. Let's check this out. Yeah. And let's see if, hey, if this is true. Yeah. Obviously, if that information was public, we probably just would have never even bothered reviewing the movies. Yeah. and, and, And sure enough, I was like, okay. And, and it got confirmed and I was like, whoa, okay. So right. I'm going to stop the, you know, making fun of him as much. And cause he's got a condition and it's 2022 and you really can't, I mean, that just doesn't go together ever. You know, it's like Chris Rock and Will Smith and a slap fight. Right. I mean, that, that'll never happen. Right. Oh, oh it, it did. Shit. Okay. You know um, what? I, I don't think we have to stop making fun of Bruce just yet. <laughs> Well, I don't think I'm going to cover those movies anymore, though, man. Right, I'm, no, I'm done. Yeah, I'm, that, I've, uh, 
it's caused me to say, oh, fuck that. I mean, that's that was painful, man. It's the same movie over and over again. <laughs> it's like. Right. Just uh, just look at one of your old ones. and it'd probably... Yeah. Just just watch the same movie. Insert these white guys that look mostly the same. You know, Jesse Metcalf, Chad, Michael Murray. That's you know, right. All, all those guys, you know, all those guys he went in and with, and it's just the same movie and over, over and again. And, but the good thing is, is Bruce Willis made a lot of good movies. He absolutely yeah. did. And that is what we're going to be talking about here on this episode. It's going to be a Bruce Willis countdown, the best of Bruce on this episode. And of course we reached out to our followers on social media, Chad, and we got some great feedback. Uh, and of course you can follow us if you're not already doing so. I don't understand why. Because we're on everything. You're on, we're on Instagram at Bulletproof Action. We're on Facebook at Bulletproof Action. And, of course, on Twitter at Bulletproof Pod. Chad Cruz, I know you uh, you really took some time to make sure your list was just perfect. Yeah, and by taking time, you mean I just didn't send it to you for weeks. Exactly. Well, I yes, but yeah, I took my time. I poured over his entire filmography. I, <laughs> I, uh, I made uh, spreadsheets and charts. Yeah. I... Uh, I really spent a lot of time privately thinking about the movies, watching hardcore pornography, uh, doing the things that a person needs to do when he's researching for a podcast like this. And I, I think that the list that I came up with, uh, I can say this uh, with all modesty, it's probably the best list ever made. Well, you know, and it just got thrown in with the uh, with all the other lists, so it doesn't really matter. <laughs> and it's uh, not even close to what we the final list. So you no, know, I don't think it is. But that you know, that's that's the joy of, of reaching out and finding out what other people think, so we get more of a consensus, and it's not just two or three of us jackasses right. in our opinions. Because what do we know? Uh, I mean, I know everything, but that, that's you are that's, the brain. That's neither here nor there. I know too much about recent bruce willis movies that well and, I, and, yeah. and ironically i'm gonna here's spoiler alert before we get into the countdown none of those made the top 10 i i, oh I, I can't I, I can't figure it out um so so but, yeah none of those I, you know i think that we can continue the pillow meter i believe but and if you don't want to do bruce if we want to stay away from that you could always use someone like steven seagal yeah, we could use someone that uh, he's doesn't making have shit name. movies yeah and people hate him so, so yeah, maybe we could do like a a reach out to the listeners and the all the action fanatics is who else is a lazy motherfucker that doesn't have a condition that, then, yeah, yeah, that's kind of, and uh, honestly, part of me wonders if, if it wasn't for these movies and how p poorly they have been received by the public, I'm, I'm almost wondering if the family would, would have said nothing. Yeah. Well, I mean, like they would have just let him retire and just yeah. that'd be it. But yeah. since it was like, yeah. wow, look at all the, like, look at how, how much hate there is for well, his movies. They, they almost felt obligated to like, Hey, everybody, yeah. this is why well, it was. Well, you know, the whole general public, like the Hollywood, the raspberry, whatever awards had a, you know, exactly. A yeah. Bruce Willis they had a whole category. For and them. the one he got the award for, he wasn't even as bad as the, I mean, it's just like, they just picked one and yeah, they, they probably, probably didn't watch them all like you did. Oh, yeah. golly. They're not, they're not as dedicated I mean, as you, do you know, people. like how many messages I would get, when there's a new Bruce Willis movie, it was like, yeah, I, I, I know. I, I know a lot of excitement around him. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it I was, guess it, it became your thing. Yeah. I mean, I, it was, it's what I was known for, I guess the pillow meter and I mean, I'm cool. And I, I think it's a really good idea to not retire the pillow meter, but to get a new actor for Agreed. the pillow meter. Right. Well, you know, workshop it, think it yeah. over. 
Yeah, do like a four-step problem pull, solve. Pull, with it pull one of the yeah, get get a, some some sort of diagramming going yeah. on. Actually, post on Twitter. <laughs> that might help. Hi guys. Uh, that could help. That could yeah, help. Yeah. All right. Well, we filibustered long enough. I am ready to get into this countdown, and I am glad you're here, RTG. Thank you to help Chad Cruz because uh, I'm going to be more useless than usual on this show, as oh, we Lord. will find out as we go on. But let's start it off. Obviously, it's a top 10. We're going to start at number 10. And number 10 is 16 Blocks. This one was released on March 3, 2006, directed by one of my all-time favorite directors, Mr. Richard Donner. R.I.P. Uh, and uh, right. yet we he's lost dead. him last year. Uh, and I think he's still, well, uh, by the time this is out, he, his birthday would have just passed or what would have been his birthday. Well, I guess it still is his birthday, but his, he's not, his, he's not he was celebrating. And the year of our, he was born April 24th, 1930. There you go. There you go. So uh, just a peek behind the curtain. It's April 22nd right now uh, as we record. So Chad Cruz, your thoughts on 16 Blocks. Uh, you know, 16 Blocks is one of those movies that uh, I don't remember people getting all that excited about it. It was kind of at that tail end of Bruce's action run uh, where he was, you know, if you look beyond Die Hard, uh, when it, when it comes to Bruce Willis, you're not going to find like these absolute bangers of movies, right? Now we've got a list of ten here, and I think they're all very good, but I don't think that you'll make an argument that any one of these movies that's not named Die Hard will be in a list of like the greatest action films of all time. And I think right. that with 16 Blocks, it's one of those movies that's like generally considered like, oh, that was a really good movie. It's got you know uh, Bruce Willis as as a, a aging cop, and he's escorting a uh, a witness who's essentially under this witness protection from a bunch of gangsters and bad guys. He's escorting them from one point of the city to another point of the city. And along the way shit hits the fan. And, you know, it's got uh, David Morris in it, who I love, who it, it makes every film better. And it also has a uh, younger hip hop star by the name of most death. Yes. He's not going by most deaf anymore. Yeah, like, I noticed. What the fuck is that name? I'm, I did not I know can't that. Pronounce it. I'm assuming that's his actual name and oh, not uh, oh, his his yeah. stage name. But uh, yeah, this is a uh, 16 boxes. It was one of those movies I saw it. It was good, and that was it. I never went back to watch it again. It's not because I didn't like it. It just I don't know. There's not that gravitational pull. Like I got to watch that thing again. I know. Our good friend, the Toy Man, covered it uh, for the site. So if you want to check that out, people, bulletproofaction.com. RTG, your 16 blocks. Oh, God. Um, So one thing about a list like this is, hey, I've seen every one of these movies. So that's saying something in someone's career. But but just like you and 16 blocks, yeah, I had it. I watched it. I probably bought the DVD for it. One thing to remember is it's actually like PG-13, and it's actually an enjoyable PG-13 action movie. So that's that's a positive for this movie, but at the same time, it's like I'm not. Oh man, most of uh, most of so cool. I, I actually I remember liking him in this. I, I I believe he um, you know he he was a good little sidekick and and it was actually I I believe it was a little bit more action and a lot like a lot going on with you know during the movie than than you would expect. So it was it was a little bit more than just an average movie. And now that we're talking about it, I'm like you know. I might actually go back and rewatch it again. There you go. There we go. So doing a countdown like that. Hey, 
and that's you know and that's all oftentimes what happens when we do these shows with the, with the list and getting other yeah. people's feedback is maybe there's a movie you haven't seen ever or you just haven't seen in a while and it's like oh, i want to see it now because it's kind of back in my memory yeah so all right. every, let's all watch that tonight man most most definitely. Okay. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> hey, hey, boom. Uh, see, give him, give him about six months off. He comes back on fire. All right. <laughs> uh, number nine. Here we go, guys. And this oh. is where we start, where I'm going to start getting useless. I have never seen this movie. So have oh, at it. it. That's right. October 14th, 1994 was the release date. I'm talking about, it's a classic too. It's Quentin Tarantino's Pulp Fiction. Why is you- this on the countdown? I mean, it's it's a Bruce Willis movie, and it's very well known. But I mean, yeah, oh I my did. lord! I mean, it's like what? I guess they just. I mean, yes, he's a, actually a pretty major character in Pulp Fiction, but I'm just kind of blown away that. You remember when you used to, you know, not yell at me, but like RTG, this is not really an action movie, right? Pulp, Pulp Fiction is. I mean, it's, I can't like Pulp Fiction is a Quentin Tarantino film. I, I just I don't right. like I don't. I wouldn't consider this yeah. a Bruce Willis movie. Yeah, I, and it's just no. Uh, but uh, yeah, I, I thought about, I debated on this, but enough people put it on there that I'm like, you know what? The people yeah. have spoken. Right. Yeah. And, and I, if it was just our staff, you damn well better okay. believe I would have called you all in, and I said, "This is stupid. We're not doing it." But the people. It's all it's, about the people. It's tough with these lists because uh, whatever actors who have made you know, movies throughout all the different genres. Like Pulp Fiction, I would not consider an action film. It has action sequences in it. Right. Um, and especially Bruce Willis has a couple of those. Yeah. Um, you know, you could say that, okay, like his role in it, I mean, he plays a boxer um, who at some point is, is killing somebody with a fucking samurai sword. So, I mean, <laughs> that's pretty action packed. Exactly. So there, there are pretty cool scenes in it. And I think the film is, I think it's the best movie on this list as a movie, as a film. Mm-hmm. Um, but, when it comes to like uh, you know a, a Bruce Willis action countdown, it, it's harder for me to put it in there. Uh, but but I mean to me the movie is an absolute classic. I probably watch parts of Pulp Fiction because it's on TV constantly. I probably watch parts of it at least two to three times a month. Yeah, I, and I have seen parts of it because as, yeah. to your point, it's on somewhere all the time. It feels like, but I've never right. sat down and watched it from start to finish. Ever. You know, it's actually like a lot better like if you were to take time to watch it i i I don't want to spend this podcast talking about pulp fiction but if you ever do get the chance it's kind of like with me with godfather 2 what i've been saying for the last you've never seen godfather 2 i have not i I hate you i have not i've (laughs) never seen it but when i watched godfather 1 for the first time like five six years ago uh i'm like yeah i'll I'll do that because you got to have these rainy day movies that that like you want to be like old like if we don't drop dead like you want to be old and watching something for the first time so or you might get like alzheimer's oh, so you're, and, so you're, and you you're saving them. that okay. yeah yeah well i almost watched it but then when the 50th anniversary of the godfather i was like well this but then i said nah but yeah one day one day i will yeah the great thing today. about pulp fiction when it comes to the action is tarantino really does action really really well and and you know you've seen it does and Kill Bill and Inglourious Bastards and, and uh, Django Unchained, all these movies. He does action really well. He's not afraid of blood and, and practical effects and stuff like that. So he, when it comes I mean, to the action. And plus is his writing. He's the only white boy that can get away with a, a bunch of his. Uh, dropping them left and yeah, right. Yeah, dropping them like it's hot, you know. So, uh, and, and Paul, yeah, go ahead, Chad. I was just going to say that, uh, you know, 
Pulp Fiction, it, it's it's not a Bruce Willis film, but he's excellent in it. So I, I would say it definitely belongs on a list of Bruce Willis's best films. All right. There we go. Awesome. That's all I'll say about that. And I bet you Chris is still not going to watch it. Well, probably not anytime soon. Uh, You know, I have to do about uh, 32 reviews a month for the site, so I don't have a lot of time (laughs) for just doing whatever the the hell. Uh, Yeah, I know. I should get it to 35. Uh, Number eight is a movie I know Chad Cruz is going to talk glowingly about. It's a movie. It's another one that I've seen once, and that was enough for me. This one released March seventh, two thousand three, and I know all you people out there. A lot, well, not all of you, but a lot of you people out there, come to bulletproofaction.com specifically for this movie. I'm talking about Tears of the Sun, Chad Cruz. It's the gift that keeps on giving. The uh, Tears of the Sun. You would imagine that it's the most popular film ever made. Uh, based based, based on, on our stats, stats, yes. Based on the stats, it gets from our website. I have no idea why, but uh, what a great film. Uh, 2003 came out. I mean, Antoine Fuqua, uh, the director, has made so many great movies. You know, he did Training Day and he did The Equalizers and stuff like that. And he's he's a man who has kind of action-oriented directing abilities. Like he can he he follows action and he puts you in the action at the same time. So um, this is another one of those films where Bruce Willis. You could have made this a diehard movie. I think at one point it was going to be a diehard movie, and then it kind of uh, pivoted to something just that was just action oriented. But um, it has a great cast. Monica Bellucci is awesome in it. Uh, Cole Hauser, Johnny Messner, some other guys that are that are playing uh, the, the Navy SEALs that are along with Bruce Willis, and amazing action. Uh, a, a tragic fucking story, terrible shit. But yeah, it's such an entertaining movie that I I watch it at least once a year, just, just to go back and relive it. And, and I think that's for me, it's like, it's a, it's heavy, you know, I, I'm going to watch something more ridiculous with my action movies where this is a very more of a serious subject matter. And I don't know, you like, you like to watch that once a year. I would be depressed once a year watching it. I I'm depressed like 180 days a year. Well, there you go. RTG, your thoughts on tears of the sun. Oh, if, if you have any, well, I, I have a couple. I mean, it was one of those when I first saw it, it was like seriously kind of depressing. Right. Yeah. And it's still on, I think it's on Netflix still. I mean, it's, for some reason it's got to be somewhere cause people want to know about and, it. And I'm just wondering like what words, like what keyword searches are people getting for this? Because I think a big thing, I think they wonder if this is a, like a 100% true story. Like did okay. this really happen? And I think okay. that's what causes a lot of the, the Google search. Okay. And because it obviously is so, you know, depressing and realistic, as opposed to like, oh yeah, the like what we're about to get into in yeah. the next one. But I won't spoil it. But yeah, it's 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 more uh, reality based. Yeah. Um. Yes. Yeah, I I don't know. It's 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 like um, it's cool that Cole Hauser was in it. So I'm gonna give him credit on that. And and Fuqua Fuqua does know how to make a movie. So, um, I mean, you think about our list so far, just the, the directors yeah, that Bruce yeah. Willis has gotten to work with, and yeah. it's just going to continue on as we go through oh, the yeah. list. But yeah, I mean, that was one of the things when I was putting together the list, like every one of these directors is like very notable, very famous, mm-hmm. done a ton of shit. And it's like, you know, it just proves how a list Bruce Willis was at one point in his life. But you can also say that as, as an actor, he has 144 credits to his name. 
So eventually you're going to hit, hit it out of the park True. with a dozen directors. You know what I mean? Like, right. Like, yeah, he's also got some real turds in there too. I'm sure. Right. Yeah. All right. Well, let's get into it. Number seven. This one I remember fondly. July 1, 1998, Armageddon. Oh, Lord. I did not see this in the theater, but this was like right when I got a, a DVD player for the first time, and this was out on DVD, So this, and you had, had the whole surround sound. Like This was the perfect movie to throw in there and hear a freaking giant asteroid the size of Texas coming towards Earth. Uh, so... I have a really I've I've told this story I think right I've, have I told this with you guys um, if you have it's been a while so it's, please it's been, okay, regale so, us once again all right so you know I lost my dad about 15 years ago R.I.P. Dad I miss you every day but uh, we used to watch movies together all the time this is why my love of action movies uh, we watched this movie together at the theater uh, and when the uh what's his name uh william william whatever your name is in real life uh goes to live tyler and says i want to shake the hand of the daughter of the bravest man i've ever you know like served with or 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 whatever like no shit like i'm crying like a little bitch and i turn around (laughs) and i look my dad's crying like a big bitch and and i can't watch that movie without crying in that scene and i don't know like now if it's because like my dad or or that scene but it was just it's those it was fourth that you said fourth of july right it was or close to fourth yeah of july fourth, it, was, it was the big yeah, fourth of july yeah, weekend release. yeah one yeah. Of the, i mean just it's one of my best like memories ever as a person and especially a movie memory is is watching this and i don't really know if i'd probably i probably just wouldn't watch it again anymore just because of all the right or, or whatever the emotions but, yeah the, the emotion because it, but golly like I could cry on that or some stupid shit on sports center, but like other shit, I don't like cry about, but, but you show some like kid or something, like, Oh, some little league team, you know, or this Bruce Willis movie Armageddon, which I mean, golly that drawing the damn straws and pushing Ben Affleck and all that, all that shit. I mean, it's just, I mean, the cast was, it was a good cast. Yeah, Star studded cast. Yeah. I mean, Bruce, what a, is, Bruce is like the ultimate yeah. martyr in it. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's, it's, it's quite the tale. And, and it's, this is really when the disaster movies were hitting. And it's so much better than Deep Impact, I, I guess. I mean, yeah, I watched is. them both that around the same time, but I would, I'm would i an Armageddon man over Deep Impact any day. You know, I was actually uh, anti-Armageddon when it came out. I was more of a Deep Impact person. Uh, and, and part of that was because uh, I didn't have a connection with it like you did, RTG. But uh, part of that, I think, was with, the the ending of deep impact i think there's like uh there's some some serious impact emotionally um whereas armageddon i just didn't feel it as much it it felt like a straight up action movie to me and uh i could not get over the fact that i hated ben affleck so much back then wow Uh, i had an extreme hatred for ben affleck in the late 90s and early 2000s and it, it when pearl harbor came out i you know i considered murdering him at some point I oh, think. oh. He whoa ruined. whoa 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 really oh uh, he i hate that movie because of ben affleck but uh you know there's <laughs> just uh but you know over the years i've grown to enjoy armageddon more and more and i think that i can finally appreciate it for what it is a, a complete and pure popcorn flick and when i heard ben affleck's commentary on the film and him just absolutely giving out about the idea that they're training my uh, drillers to become astronauts and not the other way around and how ridiculous of an idea that it is. 
my appreciation for Ben Affleck went sky high. Like I was like so happy. I was like, Oh my God, he is a human being and a normal person. Okay. So yeah, if you shit on the same things that Chad hey. shits on, then you're yeah. his best friend. Hey, but you know what Ben Affleck's doing now? He's fucking Jennifer Lopez. So, I mean, he yay, did that years ago. Yeah, they were. They and this were, was really like when you know, Ben Affleck was too. really on the rise. Like he was, you know, after Goodwill Hunting, and he was like one of the guys in Hollywood. So he's, st- I mean, he's, he's still got. And he's, and he's, yeah, he's kept his his status for quite some time. What's crazy is he was so just a void of talent back then when it came to acting. You think Matt Damon or, was was better? Hundred percent, one hundred percent. Yeah. Wait a minute, uh, but Chad, how many times do you watch Days of Confused? Uh, I've seen it several times. I don't know, a handful of times. I mean, he plays it's, a fucking dumb jock bully. Yeah, yeah. He basically plays himself, though. If you're playing, if I'm going to play a dumbass from the Midwest who drinks too much beer and scratches his balls like every fifteen seconds, look, then I'm probably going to play the the part really well because that's uh, who look. I he am. was he was Ryan Reynolds before Ryan Reynolds. You know the actor that keeps playing himself over and over. But I, but you know what, Ben Affleck has evolved in a big yes. way. Oh yeah, and definitely. Look yeah, at his movies that he's uh, directed and stuff. He's yeah, fantastic now. So yeah, he's a. Uh, I was wrong about him. Yeah, he's he's really come around. Moving on to number six. Here's another one, guys. Never saw this one. Heard of it? Never saw it. Released September twentieth, nineteen ninety six. Last Man Standing, and what again, directed by Walter Hill. Another. What? Iconic director. RTG, you got an issue with yeah. me not seeing this? Uh, well, uh, well, no, not really. I was too busy watching the Jeff Wincott version on PM Entertainment. <laughs> well, this this is like the the twenty seventh remake of Yo Jimbo, or right? Yes. Yeah. So, and you have one of the Clint Eastwood movies too. What's the one? Uh, blah, 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 Fistful blah. of dollars. Fistful of dollars. There you go. Yeah. And you know, a guy goes to a town and wipes everybody out, and. Um, I like it. I watched it recently. Well, I don't know if recently because my mind's not like it used to be. Whoops, I didn't really mean to say that, but um, not joking to you fans of Bruce Willis out there. But, <laughs> <laughs> but wow. um, yeah, I mean it's 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 actually pretty action packed. I think it got you know slammed by the uh, critics back in the day, but you know critics fuck them anyway, right? I mean, I mean we don't know any critics, do we? No, but um, nope, nope, not at all. But I mean, it's it's enjoyable, but it's it's always like one of those movies that has like that one guy that's going to just kill the whole town or, or whatever. So you don't have a lot of other like good guys to cheer for. Right. It's all Bruce kicking ass. If my memory serves me right. Yeah, I think it's you know, like you said, it's another retelling of uh, Kira Kurosawa's Yojimbo and uh, Clint Eastwood. They did it with a fistful of dollars. And it's probably been told a half dozen other times, I'm sure. Van Damme did it with uh, Desert Heat. Desert Heat, oh yes. lord, he sure did. Oh, <laughs> that movie, that my heat. god. Um, but yeah, it's you know, fun stories are good, and and you know, with many actors in any era, and and I think that this one it, it takes that kind of samurai western tale and puts it into like you know, prohibition era, wherever Chicago, wherever the hell it was. And it's a cool movie, fun action. I think that Bruce Willis gets to do something different. Uh, you know, he's not a cop in this. This is a big thing. Like he seems like he plays a cop in so many movies. Uh, but it was a fun one, and it's one that uh, a lot of people have seen. I think too. It's like it's not one of those like really obscure Bruce Willis movies, except for Chris. Except for seen. God damn you, brain. <laughs> How what I watched last night? 
Uh, I've seen wrestling. It. Nope. Death Wish three. Thank you. Oh lord. I don't have oh. a lot of time for Last Man Standing. I got to. I had to watch Death Wish three. Obviously. Was it because there's a day that ends in Y? You, don't you watch Death no. Wish three every day that ends in Y? No, not every day, but uh, you know, I, I do make it a point to watch it uh, at least twice a year. Well, just just look. You know how many times they remade Yojimbo? How many times you made like the most dangerous game concept movie? And ironically, how many times they've remade a Die Hard concept movie? So, we're all yeah, excited. I mean, if anybody was is was uh, had the right to do another variation on a long running movie theme, it'd be Bruce Willis because how many people have banked off his formula? Right. So, yeah, every actor out there. <laughs> Pretty, pretty much. much pretty yeah. much all right number five and i think this was number one on your personal list rtg i know it was number one on my list released july 3 1990 die hard 2 oh yes and yes. we discussed this one in length did a deep dive uh back so check the archives of the bulletproof podcast for that but what a! I love Die Hard too. I and the more I see it, the more I like it more than the original. Directed by Rennie Harlan. Um, ding ding you know, ding ding. We've ding. we've we've talked about it before, but it's worth talking about again. RTG. Why did you have it ranked so highly? Because it's, it's. I think Chad said it best on the podcast. It's like how you do a fucking sequel. You do it so much bigger and badder, you know. And yeah. and this movie, and just like you said, like. When I rewatched it, I was like, holy shit, this is good. And then I kept thinking about it and thinking about it. And it's, it's to me, I like it more than the original Die Hard, which, oh no, oh no, there's a movie better than Die Hard. Yeah, there is. It's called Die Hard 2. But yeah, I, th- I think it's yeah. maybe because there's multiple like yeah. awesome bad guys in it. Yeah. yeah as yeah, opposed yeah. to just having one really yeah. great bad guy and then a yeah. bunch of stooges, even though one of those stooges was freaking Al Leong. Oh, he's awesome. But, but like, still. Yeah, I mean, you you have like, I mean, Bruce like actually says "Yippee motherfucker," right, and, and lights the match or whatever, and right. and you have so many cool bad guys, like you have so many people that you have to like kill, like most of them at the end because you just run out of time because Bruce just fighting them the whole time. I mean, the whole movie, and you have really just likable. You have Senator Fred Thompson, right? He's there yeah. too, chilling, and and it's one of those films that, like, I mean, the beginning's just so much fun, like you know at the airport and running into that, that fat guy who has, happens to be right. Uh, cousins with the other fat guy and Dennis Franz. Yeah. Yes. And so and just that chase in, in there and like, it's just cool. I mean the whole, the whole movie, I mean, you got like, uh, just, I love it. I mean, I really do. I mean, I'll, yeah, I might watch it tonight. Yeah. I mean, if this I was, is probably, if I'm going to watch a movie on this list tonight, it's probably going to be die hard too. Just, just to let you all know, even though I've seen it dozens of times, Chad Cruz. You know, like listening to you guys talk, uh, you know, I'm starting to agree with you more and more. And and I find that Die Hard Two, when you compare Die Hard Two to Die Hard One, it reminds me a lot of Terminator Two to to the Terminator. Mm-hmm. Whereas I, oh. I think that uh, generally maybe the Terminator is a better film, but Terminator Two I love more, and I feel like it really knocked the sequel out of the out of the park. It, it it ramps up everything. The bad guy is, is turned up to 11. The action is turned up to 11. Everything is, is unbelievable, the, the effects. like They just really did everything to the max. And I think Die Hard's the same way. You said the, the, the villain in the first Die Hard is iconic. but And maybe and, and more so than the villains in the second Die Hard. But 
that's partially because there are so many bad guys in Die Hard 2 yeah. that they kind of like split the screen a little bit. There's not just one guy in charge of everybody. It's just like, you know, you've got, you know, these military operatives that are doing different things and terrorists and, and William Sadler and all these guys. So, uh, but, but it, it's Franco me, Nero. I mean, God, Franco Nero. Yep. yep. I mean, when you got a trio of badass lead bad guys. Yeah. I mean, John Amos, the, yep. the traitor. I mean, that's awesome. Sadler's showing his ass at the beginning, literally. You know, I mean, (laughs) I love it, man. And obviously, you know, Nakatomi Plaza, the action was confined to Nakatomi Plaza, where here he had a little bit more room to, I mean, we're on snowmobiles, we're on the runway, we're all throughout the airport. So it kind of just expanded everything, like you said, Chad, on, on our show. It just, it was the way to make the sequel bigger and better. A A big success, in my opinion. I would agree. I kind of want to eat a Twinkie now. You know, yeah. can, we a, can we have a Twinkie break? You know, just if, if you got them. Yeah. Eat them if you got them. Eat them if you got them, brother. All right. Number four. This one should have been five uh, for my OCD, but this one released May 9, 1997. Another movie I've seen oh. bits and pieces yeah. of, but yeah. never actually sat down and watched it. Yeah. The Fifth Element. Chad Cruz, another famous director. Another famous director, uh, directed by Luc Besson, uh, a French dude who's made a lot of cool action movies. Uh, some some of his own doing, some of he just ripped off John Carpenter. But either way, still uh, a, a very imaginative and, and cool film. Bruce Willis plays a, a cab driver who becomes part of this, uh, I don't know, this giant uh alien conspiracy fucking thing and tiny lister's the president of earth yes. and it's like it's all kinds of crazy shit and and uh, gary oldman is like absurd in the movie but he's great uh Mila jovovich is partially nude in most of the film so all these <laughs> Which act- is probably how it could have made a lot of people's list <laughs> it, it, exactly and i think that the movie is uh unforgettable just because it's so uh different and unique I think as a as a movie, when you sit back and you look at it, it's really not that good, but it's so bizarre and and unique, and, and especially in '97 probably. But it uh, it's hard to forget a movie like this, and and Bruce Willis has a great wig in it too. It feels like one of those movies that you either love or you hate. To yeah, me. you're it's either weird. into it or you're like, "What the hell is this?" And I'm not going to watch it. I, I don't. It's know. almost like the sequel to Super Mario Brothers. It's like some of the same aliens are in it, I think. <laughs> well, there you go. RTG, you didn't seem too thrilled about this one. Uh, I think it's just it's so high on the list because I don't know, probably people like Mila. But I remember like Chris Tucker, like, what the fuck is he doing in this? I mean, I mean, I loved Chris Tucker in Friday or whatever. And oh, another Chris Tucker movie. Yes, yes. And he's at I mean, his fashion choices. Just, I mean, he would fit in with today's society, but my <laughs> he looks God, like, uh, yeah. What's the uh, uh, Lil Nas X in this? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. yes. Wow. I never would have thought the Bulletproof Podcast <laughs> and Lil Nas X. Or that it would come from Chad. That's what where it could, I would. Or it would come if, from Chad. If it came from Toy, Toy Man, Toy I would Man. believe it. Toy right. Man. You, yes. You know, Toy Man is biggest... our prime minister of urban culture at BulletproofAction.com. <laughs> uh... One of my biggest problems with The Fifth Element is the fact that uh, Gary Oldman, as the main villain, never shares a scene with Bruce Willis's hero. Wow. Uh, yeah. Never in a scene together, which is strange, you know, for the hero and the villain to uh-huh. never be on screen at the same time. So 
it's a it's a different kind of film. Gary Oldman is is one of those actors that my God, like you might give him two minutes of screen time, and, and it's one of the, like you always remember him because like one of the greatest movies. It's not action really movie, but it's Gil. It's got action. Movie. True Romance, Tony mm-hmm. Scott film, Quentin Tarantino written. My God, Gary Oldman only has two scenes, but my God, are they phenomenal? So, just one of those guys that, uh, yeah. I mean, every I mean, every movies Gary Oldman been the bad guy in, and then like a badass bad guy, Lots. a lot, almost as many times as Bruce Willis has played a cop, but almost. You know, we mentioned we mentioned Tarantino, and, and we're going to talk about another uh, another writer here in a few minutes, who I I put in the same kind of tier as Tarantino when it comes to writing and uh, they write every character as if they're playing that character. You know, if I was going to write a character for myself, I would have all the best and the coolest lines. And I think that when Tarantino writes a character, even when he's only in a scene for two, for two and a half minutes, yeah. he's going to get some really cool lines. That's, and, and that's a really good point. If I wrote one, it, I, it would be like really naked, hot, naked girls with me the whole time. <laughs> And maybe some cocaine and definitely <laughs> the strip club, uh, cocaine, hot naked girls. So um, Gary Busey would be involved. Yeah, so <laughs> Gary Busey would also be in my film. And we would just, I don't know. I would so, watch I, I would watch him do coke at a strip club off a stripper instead of at right. a strip club. Off I mean, if you're going to do coke at a strip coke, club, you may as well do it right off the off stripper. stripper. Yes, yeah, right off her ass cheeks. Yes, um, that I think I'm going to work on this uh, screenplay uh, or movie or whatever later, not today, but one day it's definitely, it's there just because this podcast, I was um, motivated to do it. So thanks, Chris and Chad. Thank you. You know, that's what the Bulletproof podcast is all about. Motivating people. Um, Number three on our list. We're, we're up there now. We're in the upper echelon because this one is Die Hard with a Vengeance, released May 19th, 1995. John McTiernan was back for this one. Uh, and Jeremy Irons kind of, this one plays off the original, kind of much in the way that, uh, you know, Last Crusade and uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark kind of play off each other, Chad. Yeah, you're right. They, You know, it's, it's like a, it doesn't pick up right after the other film, but a lot of the story elements do. Um, like you said, Jeremy Irons plays uh, the brother of Hans Gruber. I don't remember his name. Simon Gruber. Simon Gruber. Simon Gruber. Uh, and, uh, you know, Die Hard with a Vengeance, it gets a lot of love. And I think especially nowadays it gets a lot of love because uh, I think that the Samuel L. Jackson, Bruce Willis uh, connection is is good in the film. I think it's the best part about the movie. I think that the weakest part of the film is the fact that the main villain is Hans Gruber's brother. Yeah. Did we really have to do that? It just seems like it's cheap to me. And it cheapened it. RTG. Yeah, I mean it's it's a fun pursuit, right? It's 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 a big chase, right? Die Hard with the Vengeance is Sam Samuel Jackson, who can say motherfucker about as cool as anybody we know. He I think he owns the patent to the word. So I remember just being excited to watch this film when it first came out, just because it's Samuel Jackson, right? And Bruce yeah. Willis, I mean, yeah. and both of them, I mean, it, it, and, but now like with uh, Chad saying, Hey, let's lay, it's a, it's a grouper brother. I mean, <laughs> how many times is it a brother fast and the furious? It's, it's like that. We have like the fast it's and all furious family, movie. man. It's all it's about, about family. family. It's all about family. And, yeah. uh, 
but I mean, I, I'd probably definitely, it was this, this one made my list cause I thought it was cool, but um, yeah. I would, I would probably consider re- going back and watching this. Just yeah. This one, I, it. it wasn't too long ago that I did revisit it. Um, just because it had been several years since I had, and uh, it's a good movie, but yeah, I could see where you're, you're coming from, Chad, where you're, it's, it's kind of cool that they linked it to the original, but it's also kind of a, a cheap way out. Yeah. I mean, I find that the link is already John McClane is the link between the sequels. Uh, nobody watches a, a movie eight years later to see the brother of the villain who died. It just kind of seems silly to me. You know, this isn't kickboxer part five where you get the brother of somebody in it. You know what I mean? This is, this is a, a diehard film. Part five. They killed the brother, Chad. Jesus Christ. Then it was the friend of the brother. Mark to Costco's. <laughs> so stupid. But yeah, they, uh, yeah, it's my third favorite Die Hard movie. So there you, there you go. Yeah, I think that's that's, I mean, a, that's, that's strong. I mean, that's a, that's a safe safe uh, thing to say. And uh, for three, the wrestling way downhill, <laughs> for the wrestling fanatics out there, keep your eye open for Ludwig Borga as one of uh, the Simon Gruber's thugs, henchmen, whatever you want to call them. He um, had a good three month run. The Fed. <laughs> yeah, he did. He he did better at the Federal Reserve Building uh, in this movie. All right. You mentioned him a little bit ago, RTG. Tony Scott. He directed The Last Boy Scout. This one released on December 13th, 1991. No surprise that this one is so high on the list either. It's one I have seen, but it's been so... This is maybe... If I don't watch Die Hard 2, I should watch this one because it has been forever since I've seen this movie. Had a gut, motherfucker. I mean, I I love... Golly, this one... And what's crazy about this film, and we did, we didn't, we didn't do a podcast on this one. We we did not, we did not, we did not. But it it's so good to me. But it could have been even so much better because, like, there was like fights or tensions on the set, like rewrite, re re. Oh golly, rewrites or or whatever. So the action that you see is tame compared to what the action could have been. Like stories that I've heard of, like how the original cut was supposed to be just like even more gory, even more violent. And oh my God, Halle Berry in this is, oh, yes. 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 And I always do that. I I didn't even put her name on our format because I knew one of you two would bring her up. (laughs) I mean, oh my, I mean, like when she's damn doing that dance. Oh shit. I mean, that's so good. (laughs) This is, I mean, it's, oh, my God, I, it's. And right. We need to take a break yeah. here. Yeah, right. do we need? You need some no, no, ice water no, no, or something? No, I'm, I'm, I'm good, but you know, not, we got to, our, not to drink either. I don't. No, think. I mean, we got our boy Billy Blanks at the beginning with the "Hey fellas, ain't life a bitch" line, you know, and and the Friday nights a great night for football, like the greatest ripoff of Hank Williams Jr.'s Monday Night Football <laughs> thing ever, and just oh yes, yes, I need to play that song that um. Halle Berry's dancing to in the strip club. I, I was playing it in my car recently. Uh, okay. okay. Pull off, pull off the side of the road. Hopefully. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, it's, 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 Oh, it's so good. What I, is I, it? I, I can't remember. Well, um, look it up. Chad Cruz. What do you have to say? When I was talking about the, I, Oh, the, I want to be a cowboy. Duh. There you go. Oh my goodness gracious. She's got a damn little cowboy hat on too. Right. Doing the dance. <laughs> oh, oh shit. This is like, Oh, golly, it was so good. 
Okay, I'm done. Okay, I'm good. When, uh, when I was talking about the you know directors on, the, on that tier with Tarantino, I was talking about or writers. I was talking about Shane Black. Yes, who wrote Last Boy Scout and and uh, you know Predator recently, recently destroyed Some the of- Predator with his whatever studio screwed that one up. But yeah, yeah, he he helped write with uh, write the Predator or the Predator the Weapon. So just a remarkable uh, body of work for him. And again, he writes characters as if he's going to play each and every one of them because everybody has cool lines. Um, Damon Wayans is great in this movie. Uh, uh, Chelsea Field, is she, is she the one that played uh, Bruce Willis? Tila. Yeah. Yeah, Tila from yep. uh, uh, Masters of the Universe. Yeah, she was gorgeous. Yeah, and she had a small role in uh, Commando. I think she was one of the flight attendants. And another, yes, yeah, she was, and another uh, Christmas film, if I, if I remember correctly. Last Boy yeah. Scout, Christmas yeah. time. So yeah, I mean it's a fun movie. It's it's Tony Scott is certainly a different kind of director. I think I think that you can when you watch a Tony Scott movie, you know it's a Tony Scott movie. Bing bing, uh, and that's not a bad thing. That's a good thing. And yes, sir. You, you look at his his list of movies, and they're all bangers. They're all good, uh, good to great. I will say, uh, and he'll take a bad script and make a really good movie out of it. And and I think that the last boy scout, last boy scout turned uh, any idea that like Bruce Willis wasn't going to do more diehard movies. You watch the last boy scout, you're like, okay, we can, we can do more because yeah. I think he had done part one and two. And then there were a few years where he didn't do shit, but the last boy scout is like, to me is almost just like a hard R John McClane. Well, this, yeah, this, yeah, this is like prime, prime, prime Bruce Willis. Think yeah. about it. Die hard. Die Hard Two, Last Boy Scout. No, yeah, I mean, yeah, with the two, with with the two Die Hards, he had established he is an action guy and he can be an action guy. So let's let's do this. Yeah, but you know what's really crazy about this podcast too is we've talked almost like everything but Bruce Willis about these movies too. That's (laughs) that's the whole most hilarious part. But but yeah, I love Damon Wayans in this too. Like this is like when he was peak uh, in Living Color, right? I mean, it was right then and there. I mean, Damon Wayans was fun. And he'd always do that little Alex, the astronaut or I guess, or whatever. He'd always salute like his unborn dead kid or whatever that, um, he would always get drunk to or, or, but it was great. This, this film is, uh, yeah. If you've never watched last boy scout, you need to watch it. Definitely. There you go. And now, Oh, I wonder what number one could be, Chris. Right. The least surprising number one in the history of us doing these, I think. Color of Night. Yeah. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Hudson Hawk. No. Yes. I know yes. I wanted to talk about Hudson Hawk for a minute because yeah. you know yeah. people did put that on their list. Mm-hmm. And t- I'm starting to wonder, is Hudson Hawk, and I've never seen it, which shouldn't surprise anybody based on what we've talked about already, but is Hudson Hawk the Halloween three of action movies. Did it just get no. a bunch of people immediately saying this is shit. Don't watch it, but really it isn't. No. Or is it really shit? I think it's just there. Let's just oh, say it's okay. there. Okay. I'm, that's, that's what I, I'll say. I think it's one of those uh, ironic ones where, you know, or, or people have an idea that, you know, they, they saw this back in 1994 and, and they enjoyed it for a brief moment. And, uh, nostalgia they're trying to remember like oh yeah i remember enjoying that movie a lot so they think it's good but it really wasn't a good movie and maybe it's like social media has has made people believe it's good i don't know okay. i don't oh, get yeah. it i've but, seen it multiple times and it's not good but what 
but I'm really shocked Color Night isn't number one because it's act it's actually a pretty decent film. Hell, I've I seen mean, parts of it multiple times. I yeah. Jeez. Oh, All right. Well, no, the actual number one movie that should be no surprise to any Bruce Willis fan, any action fan. July twentieth, nineteen eighty eight, the original Die Hard, John McTiernan's classic. And yeah, this is where I mean this. This basically established an entire subgenre. Yep. Of action movies, we talked about it on our, our, you know, our Christmas at Die Hard Clones. We did a whole episode on that. So, I mean, this is this was a magical movie, RTG. Yeah, and, and just like Seven Samurai, okay, I'm, I'm going way back. I mean, kind of set the blueprint for an action film. How Kurosawa uh, made Seven Samurai, so it's like a blueprint. You can like admire it. You can watch it, and it might not be your favorite movie, but you're like, damn, this. If it wasn't for this movie, we wouldn't have all these other movies. Same thing with Die Hard. I mean, it's the blueprint for an action movie, even though Die Hard 2 is really the blueprint blueprint for an action movie. And, of course, it's number one on people's list. I mean, it's it's a Christmas movie, just like Die Hard 2, though, excuse me. But, um, yeah, you know, yeah, I mean, duh. I mean, this is kind of just like, you know, we have so much fun on a countdown, and then we get to number one. Number one! Like, all right! It's Die Hard, you know? Yeah. I mean, I mean and this is, yeah. you know, not only did it, it create the subgenre. It made Bruce Willis yeah. a movie star. I yeah. mean, up to that point, yeah. nobody was considering him well, a huge movie star. Was, this changed perception of him. But he was a great television star. Right. And, and moonlighting and he was Right, and he did some movies, guy. but yeah. nothing like where he was going to be able to headline a movie. Yeah, I mean I mean this I mean this is like, hey guys, this is me, I'm Bruce Willis, I'm action stud, uh here I am. And, yeah. and changed Chad changed the perception of of action heroes what they're supposed to yeah. look like. It really transitioned from the eighties, uh, from you know the action hero of the of uh, the seventies and eighties into the early nineties. So you know you had Arnold Schwarzenegger and Sly Stallone beefing up as much as possible for every role, and then late eighties hits. You get uh, a comedy guy like Bruce Willis becoming an action star. Next thing you know, you've got Jim Belushi, you know, leading action movies and stuff like that. So it really did transition, you know, and I love the early nineties. I think it's, you know, there, you can make an argument that that's the best, maybe the second best time in action film uh, is the early nineties, but it's, uh, it's different after Bruce Willis did it. And, and you talked about the blueprint RTG. And I think that, you know, brain and I come from the wrestling world and I know you're very familiar with it as well. And, the, the blueprint for a wrestling match, you know, you've got the, uh, the shine, the good guy looks good. You got the heat, the bad guy kicks his ass and the finish, the comeback where the good guy comes back and wins. And the blueprint for the action genre is put, uh, your action hero in a, uh, place that he's not familiar with an unfamiliar place to him, but a familiar place to everyone, which was in this case, a giant high rise building. Or you can say later an airport or whatever. Everybody knows what an airport looks like. Make a bunch of bad guys attack it and then let him kill them all. And that's yep. the blueprint for yep. action movies for the next 15 years after that. And yeah, the, yeah, everything. Nakatomi yeah. Plaza. I mean, is there a more iconic building in action movie history than Nakatomi Plaza? Yeah, the name of, of it. Everybody knows it. Right. Yep. Yeah, I mean, I mean, what else is there left to say about Die Hard? I mean... I mean, thank you, Bruce Willis, for giving. It's almost like the Everyman, right? Like, Chad, yeah, yeah, the the Everyman hero, and uh, we we owe a lot. I mean, we have uh, made fun of Bruce Willis a lot 
lately, but you can't take back what he did for well, this and, genre. And, and as I mentioned at the end of our last show, the reason that it's so obvious that his work declined is because it was at such a high level at one point. If he yep. always sucked, you wouldn't know any difference. But he was at the top of the frickin' Hollywood mountain there for quite a long while. And yeah, when you have a, a classic like Die Hard on your resume, I mean, geez. Right. I and, mean, and, how many guys would wish they had a, a movie of that level on their resume? And we talk about how important a villain is to a hero so many times. And 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 Bruce Willis is uh, the epitome of the action hero of the last 35, 40 years. And you look at uh, the villains that he's worked against, Alan Rickman as Hans Gruber, you know, you've got uh, uh, Jeremy Irons there, Simon Gruber. You've got Gary Oldman. You've got freaking uh, William Sadler. You've got all the Bruce Dern, Christopher Walken. So many wonderful guys that played opposite him. The Asteroid in Armageddon. What a right. nice film. Yes. Uh, I mean, all of Africa and Tears. Of- no, I'm just kidding. But he he's had so many great that's, villains to play off Chad of. Chad at BulletproofAction.com. <laughs> you fuckers send us emails and complain. No, I was just teasing. Uh, they... <laughs> he's had so many great villains to play off of. And I think it's made his job much easier. Right. And well, and you talked about too, the villains. I mean, Alan Rickman kind of set the template for what a villain yep. should be. Like he doesn't have, you know, it's kind of more that Lex Luthor type villain yeah. where he's not this huge, you know, he's got the brains behind it. He's got the plan. He's got all the, the goons who could do his work. He doesn't have to be the size of Arnold Schwarzenegger. You know, he could just be evil. And, uh, you know, I think, you know, again, that's another thing that Die Hard gave us. Yeah, and he's you know the fly in the ointment, of course, for that plan in Die Hard One, and I mean the plan was flawlessly working. <laughs> you know, if you if you watch the movie, you're like, oh shit, they're going to get away with this, and it just so happens that he is such an asshole. Uh, <laughs> and I mean, Bruce Willis is right. That just screws everything yeah. up. If it was he like, just didn't try, if it wasn't Christmas and he wasn't trying to make good with his yeah. estranged wife this would have never happened. Mm-hmm. This was like the Halloween party that this occurred at. Oh, well, yeah. guess what? Yeah. The Nakatomi corporation be screwed. Yep. Yes, sir. All right. Well, number one, not a surprise. Any honorable mentions, something that oh. didn't make the list that you'd like to, to talk about oh. RTG. I'll, I'll, I could throw it to you if you're ready. If not, I, I can go. Yeah, go ahead. You, you go. Then I'll, I'll, I mean, this isn't anything like amazing, but, you know, I thought he did pretty well in the the Death Wish remake. Um, And and I kind of almost felt like he had a similar path. Like, you know, Charles Bronson wasn't the most beloved man in Hollywood when uh, Death Wish rolled out. So Bruce Willis in that spot was was kind of perfect. Yeah, And again, as a huge Death Wish fan, again, I just watched frickin part three last night for the 300th time. I, I get that it's not anywhere near the originals, but I thought it was a pretty damn good movie. And, you know, it's certainly probably his last theatrical release of, of any note uh, for Bruce Willis. So I thought he did good there. Um, and uh, yeah, so I would like to just give the honorable mention to the Death Wish remake. And and so I'm going to piggyback on that and just okay. to let you. So if you guys like, oh, uh, if you actually do want to watch um, shitty Bruce Willis or lazy Bruce Willis or whatever, there's actually a couple decent ones made a few years ago. One is Act of Violence. I think it also has my boy Cole Hauser in that one as well. And another one would be uh, Reprisal, I believe is the name of it. 
both of those. I mean, not reprisal. Fuck that. Uh, Marauders. Marauders. Oh yeah, I've seen Marauders. Mar- yeah. Marauders. Marauders is 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 pretty good. Um, now going like for honorable mention for Mr. Willis on his films. Oh Lord, strike! You know what? I mean, it's not the greatest movie, but Striking Distance to yeah. me is, is fun. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that, that's a fun movie. Um, that that might be my my pick, and that damn, I'm not really a huge Sixth Sense fan. And when I I want I want to talk about action films, but you know, when I went to see Sixth Sense, and that fucker told me Bruce Willis is you know dead the whole movie before I even watched it. I mean that <laughs> that was that's a um, that was one of the the buzz. Uh, what's what's that word? Um, Sin City is another one that Bruce Willis mm-hmm. is really good in. Um, a Bandits is a hilarious comedy. The the whole nine yards. I mean, I mean, I'm not, I know these aren't really action movies, but some. If you want to watch up uh, Mercury Rising, The Jackal, both of those are are, are decent. Bruce Willis. I mean, but it, it's not Die Hard level or right. anything. Yeah, so, and, and uh, go ahead. Oh, sorry, yeah. I didn't mean to oh, oh, and of course, um, let me finish it with color of night and <laughs> so if you rewatch that tonight yeah, i might have covered but i think if i had to go pick just one it'd be striking distance as an honorable mention okay chad yeah i you know i had sin city on my list and it's probably in that same uh kind of situation as pulp fiction to where it's not led by bruce Willis. he's just one of the main characters of the story but uh it's a fun movie and and i think that unbreakable is one that uh I would pray if I were going to put one of those oh, movies yeah. that's not on the list on the yeah. list, I'd probably knock 16 blocks off. Mr. Glass. But again, oh, yeah. is it action movie? Probably yeah. not, but it's got enough action in it that you could toss on the list. I mean, he's good in it. He's a leader. He's a star of it. And uh, M. Night Shyamalama Ding Dong did a damn good job. <laughs> yeah. Un- Unbreakable is, I, I, that was, that was a, my bad on that one because that, that movie's actually really fucking good. I mean, that's, yeah. that's a really good movie. All right. Well, there you have it. It is our Bruce Willis countdown. And thank you, Bruce Willis, for all these amazing movies. Uh, obviously now yeah. retired due to health concerns. And, You're welcome. Uh, we'll always have these great movies to go back to, though, and, and uh, enjoy what he provided us when he could. Yes. What a, what a, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't be where I am without Bruce Willis. You know, Bruce Willis, you know, motivated me to be you know get our screeners and stuff and yeah so you, you, you hustled for him I, I i hustled for it and i'm you know i might have got burned out a little bit but that's okay you know we uh i wish him nothing but the best and uh and, and of course anything i ever said about him was all just for fun and but uh the pillow meter will live just with someone else so stay tuned stay tuned and yeah stay tuned to bulletproofaction.com with something new each and every day and uh i know rtg you yes. have a, oh. a brand new liam neeson movie to talk about here soon yeah memory yes actually uh it's called memory it's about a guy oh fuck a guy that's for losing his mind due to like oh boy oh uh, yeah and the memory of a killer it's all it's alzheimer's so it's probably alzheimer's here too but another losing her mind but i'm actually really excited to watch it because i really like the original it's a it's a foreign like dutch or fennet yeah it's like a dutch film so uh i'm definitely uh looking forward to that one and chad i know we have something planned for may the 4th we do indeed 
So uh, any of you Star Wars fanatics, be on the lookout for that. Mm -hmm. But RTG, we finally got you on here. Uh, What in God's name is going on with our long-lost friend, Mr. James Brown, the Godfather of Soul? Woo, I feel good. So first off, I want to thank like the listeners of the podcast who want to get the update of James Brown. So I'm going to start by saying, okay, so he's probably, he's probably still not in, he's not in the ground, but, what? Come but, on. but so his, okay, we've been so, doing this forever, no, but, What's but, going but, on? but I actually, I have some really kind of good news for, for the updates. So what are they bringing him back? No. So yeah. there was actually finally a settlement between like his 75,000 children and the lady uh, that he was married to or illegally married to at the time of his death. Because, you know, sometimes when if you die and you don't really have a, a will, everything goes to the bitch that you have, even if it's not like you're <laughs> that's you know, law, whatever. Maybe. That's the legal term. Yeah. Everything <laughs> goes, goes to the, to the bitch, bitch that you have. All so, right, go on. So, but here's the thing about James Brown, which is awesome, guys. It's like, you think this motherfucker made some uh, pretty bad decisions in his life, but yeah. one thing he did not do is he sold like his music rights. So he owned, like a lot of singers now, they sell their rights. And so another company goes and they collect their royalties off of their, their masters. It's called their masters. Well, James Brown never sold. So now that he's dead and wow. he goes through probate i mean he died before damn he died like 16 years ago um so everything goes through probate and it took 15 years for it to happen 15 16 years and so they actually sold his masters to um who knows who so now all of his children and that bitch he was lit at the end they can they they're they, they have income now so we can good, rejoice good to that. know that James Brown provided for his family. That's, so that's, I, that's all you and, can ask for. And if you know, if you guys want to come visit his, I don't know if they ever have him out like on display. Like I don't have him really out because you know, he's oh, not in the ground. Like should be in freezer then. Or yeah, not, uh, him and Ted Williams, there's stories yeah, about him being cryogenically frozen, but with I, James Brown, I mean, I, I'm just glad he's, you know, uh, he, he, he can rest easy. I mean, he was the hardest working man in show business. And, uh, yeah, he's still working now, he's 16 years working, after his death. 16 years. And, and oh, like man. when uh, Michael Jackson was dancing on the stage, as another memory of my dad my, calling me up, Michael Jackson's dancing at James Brown's funeral. Turn on the TV. Turn on the TV. And sure enough, and Prince was in the audience too. And it was just, it was it was great times. All, great all those legends not, yes. no longer with us. None, 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 none of them are That's here. I, I hate it. Brain, I'm going to make a suggestion here. Oh, please uh, do. We've, uh, you know, we've, the, the site has just been, you know, we've been making great progress in the last few years. And, and I think it's finally time that we in, reinvest some of this money into what I'm going to call a corpse cam. Oh, so we can get live video footage of James Brown's corpse. I think that the fans of Bulletproof Action. Uh, I no. <laughs> I, th- I, uh, I don't know I don't, who are you speaking for. I think that they deserve this. Okay, well, them. yeah, and they maybe need- maybe they agree with you. And if they do, they could let us know on social media. I I think that I think the fans might enjoy the James Brown part more than our Bruce Willis countdown. Who knows? <laughs> Stranger or, things have happened, or not, or not. Yeah. All right, awesome. Chad. Well, any any other ideas you want to share? 
money-making uh, schemes or investments? I've got some, but I don't want to. I don't want to share them with the fans because I don't want somebody to rip me off. Right. Yeah. I'm sure they're very, very lucrative ideas. Good. Smart. That's a smart decision. So keep those to yourself. Thank you, RTG, for joining us. Hey, I had a had a blast, guys. I'm glad we could work this out. Um. Uh, yeah. Rare uh, daylight edition of us recording. I don't know what to do. Yeah, we could. <laughs> this might be how we have to record in the future, too. Just FYI. <laughs> so I'll see you fuckers in like seven months. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. We'll have when, to when, when we all have a Friday off, that's yeah, we'll, yeah. we'll get together again. Yeah. All right. Well, then uh, you know, I think it's time to wrap this up. So thank you guys for joining me. Thank you for this amazing Bruce Willis countdown. Thank you, Action Fanatics, for listening. And as always, stay tuned for more of the Bulletproof Podcast. listening to the Geekscape Network.